Hello, friends. Today we have a special treat just for you. A new true crime podcast we really think you'll enjoy. It's called Cold Cases, and it's the latest Spotify original from Parcast to hit the scene. Every Monday, revisit the most riveting criminal cases that ran cold for decades. Some had breakthroughs that closed the file, while others remained open to this day. Trust me, these stories are sure to keep you on the edge of your seat. Here's an exclusive clip from their episode on the murder of Andrew. Angela Simoda, the story of a college student brutally murdered in her own home, and the lengths her friend would go to find answers. If you'd like to finish this episode, be sure to follow Cold Cases free on Spotify. Due to the graphic nature of this cold case, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of violence, sexual assault, and murder. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Sheila Wysocki waits for the answering machine. The police always send her to the answering machine, and she always asks the same question. When will you solve Angie's murder? They told her once she was the only one who'd ever asked about the cold case. Everyone else has moved on. But Sheila can't. Angie won't let her. So for the 500th time, she calls again. I'm Carter Roy, and this is Cold Cases, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Monday, I tell you the story of a crime that went unsolved for years. We'll explore a vast array of offenses, from burglary to arson to murder. Some weeks, forensic breakthroughs will solve long dormant cases. Others will still be left searching for the truth. Today, we're unearthing a murder investigation from the 1980s. Angela Samoda was a bright, charming, popular young college student, and the circumstances of her death left a deep scar on those who loved her. But sometimes, light shines brightest through the dark. As tragic as Angela's death was, this story is about what happened next. When the despair left in her wake drove a close friend to do something extraordinary. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no right or wrong way to respond when a loved one is violently ripped from our lives. No official guidebook, no clear time to move on. Unfortunately, these tragedies are more common than we would hope. This story is about one such tragedy, a brutal murder that touched dozens of lives and left one woman with a burden she carried for 25 years. It begins in Dallas, Texas, in the midnight hours of October 13th, 1984. Ben McCall sleeps peacefully in his bed. He works in construction and has to get up early the next morning. He wakes with a start as someone knocks on his door. He glances at his clock. It's 1.30 a.m., Disgruntled, Ben throws on his clothes and stumbles to the door. He doesn't know what to expect so early in the morning. He's surprised to find his girlfriend, 20-year-old Angela Samoda, standing at his door. Her long hair and large blue eyes accentuate everything she wears. A black silk jumpsuit, 
black pumps, and a mischievous grin. Angela has come to tease him for missing out on a wonderful night on the town. Ben's anger at being woken up evaporates. He's pleased to see Angela, but he still has work in the morning. The couple trade lighthearted jabs in the doorway, and after a few minutes, they part ways. With a sheepish grin still on his face, Ben lays back down to rest. He closes his eyes, but as he's about to drift back to sleep, he jolts back awake, this time from his ringing phone. He looks at the clock, 1.45 a.m., just enough time for Angela to get back to her apartment. If this is another joke, it's no longer funny, but he answers it anyway. It's Angela. She says, talk to me. Something in her voice sets him on edge. Angela rambles nervously as strange noises echo in the background. Ben asks her what's going on. She tells him a man is in her condo. He asks to use her bathroom and telephone and she let him in. Ben hears the man's muffled voice. Angela doesn't respond. Instead, she asks Ben, is there a payphone at a nearby convenience store? Ben's sure there is. He hears Angela tell the man, but a moment later, Angela says she'll call back. Before he can stop her, the call disconnects. Ben waits for her return call, but his nerves can't handle it. He picks up the phone and dials her number. She doesn't answer. He tries again. No response. Ben can feel that something is wrong, and he isn't going to wait around for Angela to call him back. He jumps into his truck and speeds down the road to her apartment. The drive takes eight to ten minutes. All the while, Ben continues to try and reach her with his car cell phone, still to no avail. He reaches her condominium and sees Angela's car parked outside, a sign she hasn't left. He races up to her front door. It's locked. Inside, the lights are off and there's no hint of movement. He knocks. No response. He runs to the back door, also locked. He knocks again, then tries to call. And he can hear her phone ringing through the door. The rest of the place is silent and still. He panics. Where is Angela? Why isn't she answering? His mind races, and in his desperation, he has one last hopeful thought. He drives to the nearby convenience store, thinking that she might be at the payphone, but no one's there. The streets are empty. At 2.17 a.m., after half an hour of panic, Ben calls the police. About 20 minutes later, Officers Ken Bajinska and Janice Crowther arrive at Angela's place. They wake the property manager and get the keys to Angela's apartment. As the police head inside, they tell Ben to wait by the front door. It must be difficult not to ignore their orders and rush inside. This is his girlfriend, the woman everyone thought he would marry. He spent the past 45 minutes desperately trying to get into her apartment and now he has no choice but to wait. Inside Angela's condo, Officer Bajenska surveys the living room. So far, there's been no sign of activity. 
His gaze falls on a single black pump left in the middle of the floor. His pulse quickens. Who takes off just one shoe? He looks towards the bedrooms, eyes wide, scanning for an intruder. Step by step, he makes his way towards the door. He creeps into the bedroom, watchful for any movement. Instead, he finds a grisly scene that would even scar the seasoned police officers who stumble upon it. Thanks for listening. To finish this episode and hear more, follow Cold Cases free on Spotify. Catch a new episode every Monday.